I'm speaking with uh, Joshua R. Mosley and David Cates, who are the composers behind Mass Effect Paragon Lost, which is an animated feature that uh, sees Freddie Prince Jr. reprise his role as James Vega from Mass Effect 3 in this uh, prequel storyline for his character. Uh, thanks so much for talking to me today, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great to be here with you. Definitely. So I guess to start off, how did this project uh, come to be, and how did the two of you get involved with it? Um, it was like two years ago, uh, I met or I uh, contacted Chris Majeus, uh one of the producers on the film, and um, we just chatted back and forth uh, over the course of a few months, and got a, basically got a phone call uh, from the other producer, April Bennett, uh, about this project, and just uh, brought just basically asked if I was interested, and. Uh, Got the phone call from my agent and uh, really ex was really excited about it. And then linked up with David. David and I have been talking, uh, I don't know, like a month prior to find that out, just kind of uh, on emails. And we are fans of each other's work. And um, then David came on to the project as well. Yeah, it was actually a kind of an interesting way that we met because uh, at first we were connecting through LinkedIn and listening to right. each other's work mm -hmm. and really digging what each other was doing. And we actually had no idea that we shared the same agent. <laughs> right, that's right. So, so <laughs> it, was really, it was really a curious thing. And then uh, eventually I had found out that, uh, that there was the possibility that I'd be uh, collaborating with Josh on this. And it was really kind of the perfect follow-up because because I had done the, the the Mass Effect one and two, right. so it was it was um, it was exciting to come onto it, but it was particularly exciting to uh, the idea of working with Josh because because he's such a great composer to begin with, and um, thanks, and our and our ideas and our sensibilities seem to. Yeah, definitely. Really, just mesh really well with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And that, I mean, that definitely comes through in the you know final product. And we were definitely on the same page with most everything. Yeah. I agree. All right. Now, David, you've, you, know, you just mentioned you worked on Mass Effect One and Two. Uh, what was it like to return to the soundscape of this universe in a completely different medium and a different way of storytelling? Well, it um, it, it was an exciting opportunity to take what uh, what we had done in the games and and develop it in a way that would be more cinematic mm -hmm. right uh, I think that the the games as expansive as they are in in their their quality and I think what we did particularly well look Mass Effect one is God Mass Effect one is such a such a classic uh, body of work unto itself Mass yep. Effect two I think that we really kind of pushed the envelope a little further in developing thematic concepts for each of the characters and we worked really there, there was so, there were so many elements uh, so many assets involved in that game and Jack Wall was just really an awesome team leader on that one but uh, I think that we had developed what we wanted to do in, in Mass Effect 2 by creating more deeper themes and more deeper involvement. But that being said, uh, you're still limited in the, in the, with the audio engine and the concept of, the, of, of games right. uh, that you really can't explore 
yeah. like you can in, in a movie. That's just right. that's just the reality. Just uh, the development of themes and whatnot. Yeah, and and well. right, exactly, and and I'm sure Josh can can talk more about this as well. That uh, that that we had because Josh has done games too, and and he's he's mm-hmm. uh, done some great work with with games, but still the idea that we could take what was established already in the games and move it, evolve it. Right. To 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 the cinema to a cinematic concept, I think was really mind blowing for us. Mm-hmm. Def- I mean, it's a definitely a different headspace um, <laughs> <laughs> working uh, with picture. Um, we we definitely wanted to create that the whole Mass Effect vibe and keep that there, but also you know, like he, David was saying, developing the themes further. Uh, letting things flush out more, and uh, it really, it really worked out well mm-hmm. uh, with um, with everything. And Joshua, this, I mean, this was your first kind of venture into that world of Mass Effect, and uh, yes. what, what was your? I mean, you want? I guess you, you, from you guys talking, you wanted to kind of expand that universe. Was that always the goal to expand musically, or did you want to maybe uh, try something different, independent from the other scores, or just try, or did you want it to um, be as much part of the universe as possible? We definitely wanted to feel a, a part of the universe, and uh, both agreed on that. Um, but also, you know, this is a it's a film, it's feature length animated film. It's not a game, and we wanted it to feel like, you know, a big feature animated picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely all the very cool '80s electronic elements uh, to this, but there's also a very strong, you know, through line of uh, symphonic. Symphonic sound that adds that breadth and depth uh, to the score that you know gives it that Hollywood sound, I guess. Mm-hmm. And how did you guys tackle the project together? Was it more of a shared experience, or did you guys divvy up the workload and tackled it independently? Yeah, we uh, we went through and did the spotting session together, and um, I think you know both of us felt strongly about. Each of us felt strongly about certain cues, and we did divvy up the cues and uh, kind of bounce things off each other. Uh, sessions back and forth, or MP3s, cues back and forth. I think also, you know, one of the interesting things about about being a a film composer uh, is how you approach dramatizing the you know the movie. So. Sure. As we explored the the script, and as we watched the the movie that we had, the version that we had, you know, we would decide where we actually wanted to start the movie with with, with our themes. So we didn't necessarily work linearly from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. We true, yeah. In fact, you know, we started. There were some things we did in the. We started in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then Josh actually did some sections earlier on, and we actually sort of mm-hmm. met up in in reverse order. I came back to where he was, and he, and that right. way we because one of our one of our leading dramatic concepts is that uh, wherever you are in a place and time, that piece of that piece of music has to represent you know, where where you've gone and where you're coming right. to. So, in other right. words, if, if a half an hour into the movie a theme is being stated, 
then it has to relate somehow in, 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 in a musically grammatical way to, to music that you had written earlier, but it has to have evolved. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we took pieces that were, were we, we did pieces that were very evolved and went backwards and devolved them so that they had right. a, you know, a sense of, of uh, development. And uh, and you, the an, the animation is a very a long, uh, very painstaking process, and um, and you guys have uh, both worked on video games in the past as well, which is also another painstaking process. How how different <laughs> is the feature animation process from the video game process? Not just like the the ultimate goal, but the the, the kind of technical things. Uh, how how does the composer's role differ or not differ between them? Um. It's video games is definitely uh, uh, scoring a game usually is a little bit of a longer process. Uh, I think David could speak to that also. Um, we we actually did have a lot of time on this film, which is usually not the case. Um, being brought on really early with scripts and everything, and seeing animatics and being able to develop themes, you know, over months and months, and you know, once we got, you know, final locked picture. Uh, Things were able to go pretty smooth because we had a pretty good foundation. Uh, yeah, you know, I, th- I think the you know the production style of of game creating a game with music, uh, you're never real. Sometimes you're never really sure exactly how your music is going to be used. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so it gets split up and cut. And yeah. Right. There's always a, you know, there's always that element of, you know, wh- what exactly am I doing this for? What's the purpose? And um, there's an a- there's an abstractness to that, sure. which on one hand has, you know, that has its own kind of el- element of creativity, wouldn't you say, Josh? Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's a totally different mindset where you're writing cues that can, uh, especially in you know, interactive scores that can, you know, you can take stuff away and add stuff to the cue, layers to the queue. Right. That, you know, help the user, you know, get immersed more into the experience of the game. Yeah. That, uh, be, that being said, you know, there's nothing like, <laughs> there's nothing like being given a, a finished, edited piece of film. Right. It's like it's like someone giving you a sweet meal on a platter, <laughs> right? Running here, eat. You know, it's like oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> because you know exactly what your you know what your objective at least is. Now, of right. course, there's there's a whole other set of of you know thoughts that go through the composer's mind about right. what I'm doing here. Um, and what my purpose is, and to make sure that that uh, that that we are reaching our objective. But right. there is nothing sweeter. Yeah. Than, and any composer in who's who's working in it will, will I think will will certainly agree. Finished edited piece of film is just it's just, <laughs> it's just like a delif- canvas to. It's true. Elaborate on and to just go crazy. Your imagination can just go so many different directions. And I, and our objective, I guess, too, with the music for uh, the film was, you know, not scoring this just as a straight action film, very shallow and no depth to it. You know, from very early on, after reading the script, we 
wanted to speak to the humanity oh, uh, so the characters. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, specifically James Vega. And I think uh, it helped bring a lot of that out in the picture. Um, stuff that was, you know, unsaid, that was, you know, told through the music. Right. And so you were on the project very early on. Do you Did you want to wait till you did have that finished locked picture, or did you guys start toying around with ideas in the pre-production and production phase? We we actually toyed around with, I mean, from the, man, we, we read through the script. Um, I started on a theme. Uh, David started on some themes. We wrote kind of like a, what do you call it, like a medley or an yeah. overture it together? Like, it was like an <laughs> overture that was that was the first stab at at what we thought the universe might potentially look like. Exactly. I mean, this is based off of basically script. I think maybe we had a couple concept right. art stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that was it. And we sent that over to... Uh, the guys at Funimation, they forwarded to EA, yeah. yeah, EA and Bioware, um, and you know that was like the initial, you know, test you know, that we passed. <laughs> was, well, yeah, we were thrilled because Casey Hudson, you know, and Rob Blake at at EA right. heard what we were doing really in the early stages, and it yeah. felt that wow, you guys are like taking this thing to another level. That's it's, totally. it's another area that 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 uh, that the games really weren't able to go because of the limitation of the of the of the, the genre. Yeah. Right, right. And uh on on the, on this film the director uh, Atsushi uh, Takeuchi, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He's a, a truly an animation veteran. Um did you guys work with him a lot? Did he have any visions about what it should be? <laughs> um we uh we've never talked with him. Wow. We, uh, yeah, we dealt he's in Japan. And uh, there's also probably you know probably the language barrier, uh, but we dealt mostly and pretty much with uh, Funimation with April Bennett and uh, Chris Majeus, and so we, we I think they were bouncing stuff, uh, mostly off of uh, you know Casey and Rob for Bioware. I think they were pretty much the final sign off on uh, the music cues. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, did you? Did they have? They give you kind of a creative direction to go, or did they just uh, give you kind of a yeah, canvas? Definitely. They. I mean, they had. They had. Uh, you know, an animatic they gave us, and it had been tempted with the uh, cues from like Transformers and Batman, and, uh, a few other things. And but they also did give us give us some brain, and you know, we looked into other things, other things for inspiration. We were pretty fortunate, I think, and it's. I've been through actually a lot of television and film projects where there really is uh, a heavy-handedness from the production side on on what you sure. do. Even in, even a sense of uh, uh, micromanaging the composers. Uh, in this particular case, it, it may it may have been that our early sketches demonstrated so well what you know what they wanted that uh, by and large we we were given pretty much uh, you know free reign pretty much I think because they were liking what they were like what they were getting yeah. so they kept, they kept empowering us I think to to just I mean, go our own way. We established a confidence, you know. They were just like totally, you know, 
as we started delivering the actual cues for sure, and they're just like, okay, you know, it was definitely like that, you know, go ahead, guys. And we had, we were very, very fortunate and blessed to have minimal revisions, even on, you know, on anything. And, um, you know, I, th I think actually interesting that some of the, some of the greatest debate uh, was really between us, not, right. and, and, yeah. and not, yeah. you know, not, um, not argumentative debate, but our discussions had a lot to do not so much with the music, but with dramatic choices. We wanted sure. to, and we debated these things of wh which to go. You know, when when do you want to comment about the emotion of something? When right. do you want to have no comment about what you're visualizing? And when and 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 at certain points in a movie, we wanted to make sure that that we hit those marks. And I think in the end, I, I think Josh, that it's you know, the music really is not as important as the drama that the music actually creates. Sure, so, yeah, you know? whatever, whatever coloring or whatever we come up with to you know accomplish that and to evoke those emotions that you know are unseen and need to be there. There really, really, I think a couple. Really, only a couple cues where where our clients felt that um, that we might have been off a little bit dramatically. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And, and that was and that and that was it. You know. Yeah. Well, I think the the final result is uh, quite amazing. I mean, I love the score. I listened through it, and uh, it Thank you. it feels like a cohesive voice, and it, it fits everything, and it and it flows very nicely. So you guys did a fantastic Thanks. job. Thank you very much. Um, I enjoyed it. But, uh, well, to, to wrap things up, I always like to ask composers this uh, one question. If you had the opportunity to score any film ever made with no disrespect to the original composer, which film would you want to try? Jeez. <laughs> oh, God. Wow, that's great. David? <laughs> that's a, that's a, it's a great... Uh, it is a good question. There's more than one. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. Uh you know, there's, um, that's, you know, uh, I'd say most Chris Nolan pictures. So. <laughs> <laughs> any, play, any, any playground you'd want to try to, to take a you know, play in. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at this, even though I know that there's no way, I mean, there's no way anyone could do a better job, but, but, uh, I would like to, I would like to try to score Fistful of Dollars. Oh, amazing. Awesome. Uh, I love it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, good. And, of course, then the other one, which is, I think, my, my all-time favorite, would be, uh, would be Maurice Jarre's score to Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> there you go. Just, just a couple of little films like that. Just Ennio and Maurice Jarre. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything Maurice did. But, but you know, I'm picking. It's interesting. I'm picking composers that, uh, you know, that that have already made such a signature in that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Anyway, those are mine. And, and so, Josh, <laughs> you just uh, any Christopher Nolan film? Yeah, I mean, definitely a big fan of his work. Okay. Uh, and the and the uh, just the whole style of it, I think, you know, is really great. Uh, I don't, I can't think of really anything else. There's, I mean, I could name a handful. So it's you know, it could be anywhere from, you know, Predator, 
to uh, an ad picture like Despicable Me. You would be you would be awesome, Josh, doing Predator. I mean, it, it's so right up your alley. I mean, I think you would just slaughter that that film. Thanks, yeah, sir. Really. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure chatting with you and to, to pick your brains for a little bit. And uh, hopefully we can do this again sometimes in, sometime in the future.